Nicole has landed. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And today we are joined by our guest, Victor Gaiman of World Famous Hot Boys. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, we're glad to have you. I haven't had the chance to actually appreciate it, but Jesse just won't stop blabbing about <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant and the food itself. <laughs> right on. Sounds like we're doing something right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Perfect. Want to fill our audience in a little bit on uh, kind of what you do and what what the uh, establishment's about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we're located in Oakland in the middle of Uptown on 16th and San Pablo, and we serve Nashville hot chicken. Uh, the menu's super simple. It's got, uh, I think, like 10 items on it, maybe maybe 12. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very bare bones, and we just try to do everything that we can to make uh, that simple menu as good as possible for as many people as possible. Um, fried chicken's kind of hard to serve a lot of people, you know what I mean? At a high level, it's, it's a very finicky, finicky thing. So it takes a lot of attention to detail, but, uh, you know, I think we've got a staff in place that's like, you know, good at giving people a special experience when they come in. It's a lively place. I mean, if people follow, go follow your Instagram at World Famous Hot Boys. Uh, you can see it even in your stories. Just pe- the there's like a certain emotion that people yeah, get when sure. eating these sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's you know that's true for Nashville hot chicken in general. Um, just you know by virtue of how crazy the, the the product is, you know, you're eating something that's like super hot, you know. So it, it kind of pushes your limits and it takes own. And I think that's, that's a big part of it for sure. But I think also the atmosphere that we provide and the, the service that we provide is, is special. And, you know, it goes above and beyond what a lot of places that serve the same cuisine will do. Where do you think this um, fever for hot chicken has come from? It seems like in the last couple of years, it's, it's like yeah. the thing. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a good question. You know, uh, it's hard really to pinpoint. I know um, Burke's been eating it a lot more than me. Burke's my business partner. Um, he's the uh, co-creator of Hot Boys, uh, and he's kind of like the artistic branch of it. So anything that you see that's uh, graphic-oriented or visual-oriented on our Instagram is Burke, and anything food-oriented or you know in-restaurant operation is me. Nice. And I think... Uh, you know, he, he might have a little more insight into that, but I think he would also say that it's kind of been a slow build. You know, um, Prince's has been doing it for a while out in Nashville. Okay. That was the first one. That was the first hot chicken spot. And I think the, the story goes that, um, you know, this uh, woman was mad at her husband because he was coming home late. She thought he was cheating on her. And in order to get back at him, she made some chicken that was just way too spicy. She like emptied her cupboards of all the cayenne pepper (laughs) and like made this super hot chicken trying to, you know, show him what's, what's really good, you know? And, uh, he, it backfired and he loved it. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how true that is or not. I know. I love it either way. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) It's a great story regardless. And I know the Prince family is still there. They operate 
uh, one restaurant in Nashville and they had another one that recently, uh, there was a kitchen fire and it burnt, it burnt down partially. So I don't know if they're still open or not, but, uh, when I, last time I was in Nashville, it wasn't serving. So there's only one Prince's, but there is actually, there's a Hotville chicken over in, uh, LA now, which is owned by one of the Prince relatives. I think okay. it's Kelly or Kim or something like that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to the originators. But, um, I don't think it really caught on until um, a couple people kind of bandwagoned off of it. This place called Bolton's, which is my personal favorite hot chicken. It's out in East Nashville. Um, they started doing it in the 90s, and they do hot fish as well, pork chops, stuff like that. And it's great. It's it's amazing. Not, not Obviously, you know, no, uh, no shade towards Prince's. I love their food as well. But, you know, if I'm picking favorites, my, my personal favorite is Bolton's. I know a lot of people feel differently. Nice thing is you got to eat every day so you can give them each a chance. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anytime I go to Nashville, it's pretty much all I eat. I'll, I'll stop in at like, you know, all, all my favorites. There's like five or six that I'll go to in, in a matter of two days for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But yeah, man, it's, a you know, the cuisine, I think it's very, it's very simple. It's, uh, it's not easy to do, but it is, you know it's um it's addictive you know you eat it in the the pepper high that you get and like that complex pepper flavor from mixing a couple different things together you know everything about it i think fried chicken in general is super addictive when you add like that kind of like endorphin rush from the spiciness to it the kind of like sweet and savory elements to it and like the fact that it's dipped in fat you know it's just like so rich and like really it's a powerful eating experience you know totally mm. i was gonna say it's an experience like it's not just food at that point and it it's it's crazy because you're cranking it out fast too which i enjoy too it's it's not like you're gonna get right. stuck waiting hours for this amazing food that's again into the short menu you're talking about i feel like that's you know advice from a lot of the most famous chefs is to keep the menu simple and concentrate on making it perfect and i think that's yeah, what you guys yeah. do best it's it's amazing yeah, we, yeah. we try to man i mean uh you know, we're not, we're not always perfect. I've definitely had people that weren't satisfied with the food or, you know, they tried everything on the menu and they hated all of it, this and that. But, uh, you know, we do everything we can to make everything consistently. And, uh, we, we pride ourselves on our customer service. So if you didn't like something, you know, let us know and we'll do everything we can to make it right. And that's all we really can do. You know, that's awesome. Mm. And, and, you know, it, you do take some twists on, uh, traditional, like sides, like the pimento mac and cheese. That just, uh, that, that's a, something cool and different that I haven't seen anywhere else too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like a, that's like a Southern staple, man. Like uh pimento mac and cheese is like, you know, you go out to the South, especially in Nashville and in Tennessee, you know, pimento peppers, pimento cheese, pimento mac and cheese. Those are all like, you know, very popular. Oh, okay. And it's, it's funny cause it's a different mentality out here in the Bay area. I get a lot of comments from people about the mac and cheese because it's, you know, it's a very polarizing thing in general, you know? Um, some people like their mac and cheese creamy. Some people like it with this cheese or with that cheese. A lot of people in the Bay Area want mac and cheese that's like super um, gourmet, if you will, you know? Mm. They want something that's like thrown into a cast iron skillet and baked with like breadcrumbs and herbs and this and that and like 
five, six different cheeses. And I, you know, I appreciate that. I've had really good mac and cheese that's made in a very fancy way and, you know, presents well. And like you pull it and has like a great cheese pull and all that. And I'm not, you know, not talking shit on any of that. Sorry. I don't know if. Oh, curse away. Oh, yeah. oh, all right, yep. cool. right on. <laughs> We're like a kitchen here. and Perfect. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm in familiar waters. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, our mac and cheese is like, it's made to like replicate like kids, you know, mac and cheese, like, you mm-hmm. know, ch- like cheap mac and cheese that your mom made you as a kid. And like, you know, we don't make uh, instant mac, obviously we make it from scratch, but like the intention was to have it reminiscent of like your childhood, you know, nice. that was like, that was the intention was like, you eat it, no frills, it's gooey cheese, noodles are cooked correctly, you know, and just like enough salt content to satisfy right that's, that's the whole thing you know you, you made an interesting comment there the fact that so you're taking something that's from a different part of the country and dropping it here in the bay area and yeah. something as simple as mac and cheese can be polarizing what um how did that influence like were there any influences from the bay area for the recipes that you're doing yeah i mean i definitely i took a cue from homeroom when i was doing the mac and cheese for sure um, just because I know, you know, they, they do such a good job and they're able to just manufacture, just like produce so much mac and cheese on a daily basis that it was just impressive to me. No, sorry. What is, I'm guessing homeroom's another, another restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 You're not familiar with it. You're in San Jose. That's right. Um, <laughs> you should definitely go check out homeroom. Uh, it's a mac and cheese specialty shop in Oakland. Oh, really? They're so busy that their <laughs> storefront, they ended up like renting a spot down the street just to do their delivery orders. That's how Damn. busy they are. Yeah. Which is super impressive because all they serve is Mac and cheese. <laughs> like literally yeah. their entire menu is Mac and cheese. It's uh, you know, the standard Mac and cheese is just like gooey yellow cheese and noodles, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. done really well. And, nice. um, you know, it's reflected in how popular they are that, you know, the simplicity of it. And, um, the way that they produce it, the way they batch all their stuff. I, I kind of took a cue from that. So like I, you know, you know, batch this huge thing of roux and then create a cheese sauce. And then that cheese sauce sits in the walk-in and then we can just cook noodles and make more on, on the fly. Nice. And it allows us to like keep up with demand. But, you know, with the, with the rest of the menu, pertaining to the rest of the menu, I definitely – Drew a lot of influences from the South, um, not necessarily Nashville, but, um, you know, different regions of the South, for example, like, for example, the Greens. Um, it's kind of more like a South Carolina vibe, if I'm being honest, than a Nashville vibe. Okay. There's a, there's a little more sugar in, the, in the, the, the pot liquor, which is the juices that the Greens cook in. The, the chicken itself. I tried to kind of take cues from Bolton's because I, that was my favorite one. And in general, that's like my favorite fried chicken. Okay. And, uh, you know, it does, it, it doesn't taste like uh, Hattie B's or Howlin' Ray's or Prince's at all. And I think that's kind of like that, that ended up working to our benefit because, you know, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Howlin' Ray's or not. Uh, no. Mm. Howlin' Rays is like uh, it's like this very popular hot chicken joint in LA that has uh, 
you know, it's garnered a lot of respect from Southern community as well as just LA. It's been voted like, you know, best sandwich, best hot chicken sandwich, best fried chicken sandwich in Los Angeles. Damn. And, um, yeah, no, they, I've never had it, but they hold it down and everyone loves it. But we get a lot of comparisons drawn to them from people that have eaten there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very humbling, obviously, but, um, we don't taste anything like it, which is a huge benefit. Cause like everybody kind of that jumped onto the hot chicken train when it became popular seems to want to like fully replicate Hattie V's and Howlin' Ray's hmm. and like from like taste to seasoning to, you know, vibe, all of it. It's just like, it, it almost looks like it's a carbon copy of these other restaurants and, one thing that Burke and I wanted to do was kind of create something that stood alone as like being unique without having to recreate the wheel, you know? So we're still offering hot chicken. It just like is its own product. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, Uh, you stray too far from that or try and do something that someone else is doing and you're not really being true to like yourself either. Right, Um, right, right. and, And it sounds like you're taking flavors that are from, all over based upon you know what you think is best and like putting those all taking something the greens from north carolina the chicken from nashville you know and, and little influences from the bay area right, that's gonna right. make it and that's gonna make a difference in your flavor yeah absolutely and i think you know like you said it doesn't stray too far off um you know we're not going crazy adding like a bunch of fruit to our coleslaw and kale and stuff and we're kind of just kind of keeping it very simple and traditional and it might not all be like straight up Nashville, but it's definitely Southern. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's not far off what you would get at a Southern friends family dinner. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, a couple of the recipes are straight up taken from Burke's mom and dad. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. The bow nuts, for example. Um, I think Burke's. That's right. You guys do donuts too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're not donuts. They're bonuts. Bonuts. We we take we take biscuit dough and we make uh, donuts out of them in our fryers. Damn. Oh man. And Flaky. Then we season, yeah, we season them like uh, like churros. So it's like a southern churro. You oh know damn. I mean? Oh baby. They're, yeah, they're they're really good, bro. Um, but like I think Burke's dad was the person that like popularized the bonut in the South at least in Virginia where he's from. Okay. He used to like, he used to show up to uh, school uh, sporting events in middle school and high school with a, you know, deep fryer in his truck and make bonuts and sell bonuts at the swim meets and the football games and stuff like that. That was back in the, let me see. That was back in the early nineties. Oh, wow. Like, you know, we don't stray very far off of what his recipe was, which is like, you know, just this simple, like Southern biscuit dough that you allow to rise at room temperature and then you just deep fry it. And there's just a couple things that he passed on to us that made this huge difference in the end product. I'm not going to share those things because it's you know top secret, but yep. there's a, you know, it's, it, it's definitely something that's got like good history to it. And, you know, we're going to be uh, launching a couple new products. One's going to be a, uh, 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 sweet potato biscuit, which is Burke's mom's recipe. Hmm. And then, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, wings soon. We're going to be doing a couple other new items. I'd like to start doing cornbread eventually. We'll oh. see how that goes. Hit me Everybody. with some good cornbread and Everybody a hot chicken that. sandwich. Damn. Yeah. Dude, all day. 
Yeah, I mean, big fan of cornbread. <laughs> you you mentioned before, like a lot of like, there's the I guess the bigger names, and then there's the people kind of trying to copy what they're doing. Would you say this hot chicken train is like sort of is it a camaraderie between everyone? Do you find it to be very like supportive, or is it combative, and you guys are kind of like fighting for your spot? Uh, you know, I think that's just depending on who you ask. You know. Hmm. Um, I've definitely gotten some negativity from other people that were local that, um, were doing something similar to what we do. And, you know, we kind of just brushed it off and that's not really our vibe to, you know, be negative about stuff like that. I feel like, you know, if somebody's making fried chicken or somebody's making hot chicken, you know, they're, 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 you know, their, their life parallels mine and it's something that's, you know, we should kind of rejoice in, you know, or like, um, there is a level of camaraderie, at least in my eyes for that. Um, that being said, I, I definitely know a couple people that were salty when we started, uh, selling more often because we were doing, when we started this, me and Burke were doing pop-ups out of my backyard. We were doing pop-ups out of his backyard, oh, wow. um, parking lots. And it was just me and him at the time. Like he was you had a, you had a culinary background. Uh, from what it sounds like before that though not really i mean no. like i'm well, let me put it this way um i've been working in restaurants most of my life but um it's not like a high culinary like i went to school type of deal like right my family is in the restaurant business um so you know mexican restaurant like my family on mexican restaurant was like kind of the intro to it um diners like i used to work in a lot of different diners for my aunts my uncles my parents themselves i helped my parents manage a couple of their diners for a while they have uh two or no they have three of them so that's kind of what i grew up in was like that fast-paced you know greasy spoon diner vibe and that's kind of like where i got my uh my work ethic from which is like not to say anything about like culinary school or anything like that. But like, I was just raised different, man. Like it's, I don't wear a chef's coat and I, you know, like I'm not afraid to like do all the dishes for an entire day if I have to, or jump in a trash can or you know, <laughs> right. pack the dumpster down myself, you know, mop, mop just, it down at the end of the night. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how I was kind of like brought into it. Um, so it's not like a, like a, culinary you know what i mean background but i've definitely grown up it's kind of a loaded a loaded word i guess culinary right right well i I don't want to like say like yeah i have a i have a strong culinary background this and that and then have some like snooty chef dude like ask me where i went to school and just be like i went to well well you're very humble i was gonna (laughs) say you have you probably have more experience than a lot of kids that come out of school i I mean no i have a lot of a lot of job experience and a lot of see the total rap you're yeah. not just seeing, you know, the chef portion or whatever. You're you're getting a, a full right. business class at the same time, seeing like your right. parents succeed in their restaurants and, you know, working among all the other ones. Right. Yeah. It's 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 just different. I mean, like you know, obviously, I would have loved to have gone to culinary school. I just didn't really have the opportunity to, um, you know, as, mm. as being the age that I was at, I had already gone to college in Colorado. And upon my return from college, it was just like hit the ground running again with the restaurant stuff, you know? Mm. So there was no, you know, my sister actually went to culinary school. My okay. younger sister. So she has a culinary degree and uh, she's got a, you know, college degree as well. Where, where at? At the, uh... Uh, 
We went to uh, well, which one was it? It was uh, I think she went to. Was it the one in Hyde Park? No, she was in LA when she did it. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, we cool. live by the uh, culinary. Like, I think it was like Cordon Bleu or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, we our hometown is where the Culinary Institute of America is, so we always saw the the fancy oh. chefs in their yeah, yeah, know, yeah. plaid plaid stuff and their weird hats. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what? They make some really good food. I bet. Oh yeah. Probably make them. I worked food. with uh, one girl that went there, and she was a pastry chef, and she'd bring in her extra stuff. Um, Radical. class projects yeah. and we we're like yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man yeah, yeah i mean like you know you can't you can't uh fake that kind of training you know mm. like I, I mean like i could bake a biscuit but i mean when it comes to pastry chefing you know that's that's one of the hardest things there's a lot of science behind that yeah it does get very interesting in terms of like a lot of science behind it yeah. all all the measurements and uh like things well, you it's have just like chemical consideration totally. it's chemical and it's the same with fried chicken kind of but to a greater extent like fried chicken you're you're dealing with uh you know different flowers and surface areas dealing, yeah exactly like the the heat the way the heat reacts to the skin and how it you know it, you have to there's like a balance and you have to understand the science behind it to kind of make it good mm. you know you guys definitely figured that out you got some einsteins back there in the kitchen <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the boys are holding it down. I'm super proud of my whole staff. This is a Harper Guys production. Do you get sick of the burden of always being the smartest person in the room? Are you tired of wanting to strangle dumbasses throughout your day? Do you see so much stupidity that you have go-to phrases for each type that you see? Have you ever wanted to scream at that idiot to just get out of your way? If you can relate to these feelings, come get some audio therapy from The Harper. The Harper is a common sense podcast that we always get down to brass tacks. So come join Jake and Adam as we get into the topics that we just have to harp about. Come join The Harper where we're making podcasts great again. Listen to us at theharperguys.com. Pip pip, cheerio. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout manscaped.com 20% off get your anti-chafing ball deodorant your sweet lawnmower 2.0 your nuts will thank you later you can even rep them by getting yourself a manscaped.com t-shirt so head on over manscaped.com 20% off at checkout enter code slackers get your ball swag here how would you say um social media has like worked with your with your business it seems like you guys have a really awesome presence uh like the branding is fantastic i know you've mentioned your partner is a big part of that yeah yeah the branding i mean um 
the branding was primarily Burke, you know, I mean, I obviously I had input, but um, he's the idea guy and he bounces ideas off of me and trusts that I have good enough taste to at least give him good input. But uh, the branding was kind of like, uh, we were trying to create something that didn't feel uh, new. Something it was basically we were think we had we had the idea of like permanence or um, just like longevity in, involved when we were branding it. You know, that's why the world famous before we even opened our doors. You know, that's why like the color scheme is kind of like reminiscent of almost like a '50s '60s vibe. And um, when you walk into the restaurant, it looks like we've been there for years. You know, you couldn't tell that we just opened that restaurant December 30th. Yeah. No, it, I, I just stopped in uh, like a month ago or so, and I thought you guys had been a staple for um, yeah. Oakland yeah. for a while. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you, you look, know, like, go ahead, bro. If you look, you guys, like, look, world famous Hot Boys up online, you guys have made serious waves among articles. I find more articles from you guys than establishments that have been open longer than a decade. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. So you're doing something right, man. Yeah, it, it's funny how that works, you know? Like, when uh, the last restaurant that I was involved with, helping to open was uh it's this restaurant called batch and brine in lafayette mm-hmm. and uh it's a it's a burger bar you know they do like high-end burgers really good cocktails the food is amazing but um when they were doing the pr and everything they hired a pr company and the pr company like didn't yield any results man like it was just like it was brutal like a couple articles here and there from smaller publications when me and burke set out to open hot boys we kind of thought about the PR and the marketing and we were just like, you know what, let's just do it ourselves. And I don't want to pay somebody thousands of dollars to not like put their heart into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we told ourselves like, we're not going to run a single ad. We're not going to pay Facebook a dime. You know, we're not going to beg people to follow us and play that, you know, follow for follow game. We're just going to like put our noses down and grind it out and make food and, you know, create content that we were happy with and put, put that out there for people to see and see what the result is. And, uh, you know, the, the response has been great. I, I mean, like I'm super excited about it and I'm like really humbled that there's a lot of people out there that kind of feel the vision that we were going for and, um, you know, kind of gravitate towards it and re- it resonates with them. It's, it's a very open and accepting vibe for sure. It's like, come on in. We're all eating hot chicken. You can be a part of this party. Yeah, yeah. Come sweat <laughs> it out. Exactly. What Now, speaking of the hotness, what are the levels that you guys have? So we, uh, when we started, we had, uh, we had six levels when we started. Okay. We ended up removing one just at, because it was, it was way too excessive and it was expensive as well. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, people don't realize this, but when they're ordering a hot sandwich or a hot, hot sandwich, their sandwich costs about a dollar more to make. Just because of like the peppers and, and ingredients involved. Yeah, exactly. So like the, when the, the levels we have currently are Southern, which is no spice at all. Mild is like very approachable. It's, you know, there's not even cayenne pepper in it. It's super okay. mild peppers that, um, you know, it's part of our special blend, which is, it's pretty different than everyone else's. We use peppers that uh, other people haven't really been touching yet. Hmm. 
Um, that's like the mild, the medium has a good kick to it. It has a habanero and ghost pepper in it on top. That's of the, the one I had, the medium. That yeah, was really and good. That's my favorite. Yeah. The flavor there is, it's got a good complexity, complexity to it. There's like four or five different peppers in it, as well as a good balance of sweet and savory, uh, sugars and spices. And, uh, the kick is, it's like enough to make you really think twice about going higher. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want like, to. That was the idea. Uh, was I, my like, mission is to come in and do the hot now. Good luck, bro. <laughs> oh my god, it's brutal. I don't think I can hey, handle it. So Burke eats hot. Burke only eats hot. Really? Yeah, and I, you know, I used to be like that, but it's my stomach just can't take it anymore, man. <laughs> I, I'll stay with medium, um, and even like sometimes I'll just eat southern, just because you know the fried chicken's good, man, and mm. um, it works well with the dipping sauces, southern. It's almost like, you know, that alone could have been a chicken concept. But, you know, the fact that we do hot chicken also is, you know, what brings a lot of people in. It's a it's definitely a buzzword food. Oh, item, definitely. You know? It's like people take it as a personal challenge when they hear that there's oh, a hot sure. chicken place in town. Dude, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people come in and just they come in talking shit, you know, like, they, <laughs> like for real, they come in and they're just like. I want your hottest thing. No, I don't want to try the other ones. Give me the hottest one. <laughs> no, I've, I've trained my entire staff to like basically try and walk these people off the cliff and <laughs> they don't want to listen. And, uh, your, your employee did that for me as well. When I went into order, cause I'm like, yeah, I'll get the hot. I wasn't a dick about it. Like, like yeah, these yeah. other people, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get the hot. And he's like, you might want to think about going with medium. If it's your first time in, I was like, all right, yeah. you, you're the boss. You know this. Right. Right. And I mean, like you tell me, man, was the medium spicy? It was good. You know, it built over like over the time, but it had right. like a really nice flavor to it. I'd right. want to try the hot just because I'm in, like, I don't know, maybe I'm a masochist, but I'm intrigued. No, I mean, I understand. To, yeah. You know, see, see what it, what kind of damage it could do. Um, the yeah, hot, hot sounds like something I wouldn't wish on my, my enemies. <laughs> yeah. The, the hot, hot man is, uh, that's, Definitely some food challenge stuff. I, I saw it on your stories the other day. Someone was talking about getting a tattoo if they didn't finish the sandwich oh, yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy came in hot talking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was saying, he came in, he wanted the hottest thing we could have. He said, there's no way that uh, we could make something hot enough to keep him from eating it. And then he voluntarily said that if he can't finish it, he'll get a tattoo of our logo on his, on his forearm. And, uh, you know, we made a, a hella hot for him, which we took off the menu, of course. <laughs> and he took one bite of it and his face lit up like crazy. His face was like, like, you know, like <laughs> noticeably bug eyed, freaking out. But he took, you know, he took another bite and he was like chewing it, processing it. And it looked like he was going to handle it. And then he took a third bite and he just put it out put it down and he told me to make the appointment. So I called Burke cause Burke's a tattoo artist actually. Nice. That's, that's one of his trades. And we had him on like live chat like this. And my boy Pyam, who's like one of, uh, one of my employees and he's like great dude. He, yeah. He's on the microphone and he kind of like had the microphone. He was like, yo Burke, you got to see this shit, man. This guy just ate the hella hot. <laughs> Took three bites that he could said he'd get the tattoo of our logo on his forearm. Da 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 this and that. <laughs> You know, Burke's uh, in contact with him. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. You know, sometimes people 
Oh, it's got to now. Mm. Out of yeah, sometimes people people back out of stuff like that, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, he's going to be in LA on Wednesday, and we'll give him a free tattoo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's awesome. I really hope he goes through with it. Yeah, me too, man. That'd be great. That's good content right there. <laughs> that's fantastic, man. Um, so where where did you and Burke like first meet? It sounds like you guys have been like working together for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so me and Burke first met in Colorado when I was in college, and he's older than I am. He's a uh, he's thirty seven, and I'm thirty. And uh, basically, Burke moved to Colorado. He got kicked out of Virginia um, on some like you know graffiti stuff, I guess. You know the 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 judge asked him to leave. Virginia state just get out yeah, of the state, state. yeah um and he moved to Colorado and uh, he opened this store that I was telling you about earlier called Elm and Oak and it was a record label and uh you know you can search search it it's got it's got a little track record of its own they have uh you know some releases that hit billboards um they used to they used to handle this band called Cherub Okay. Um, that was pretty popular a couple years ago and they were throwing a lot of parties. One of his business partners was like a big DJ at the time he was touring a lot and that, that was like their main focus. But, um, I met him at the store opening because I wanted to go check it out and they had had really cool creative uh, marketing and their branding was cool. And like a lot of my friends were already tapped in with them and had, you know, hung out with them and partied with them a few times. So I went in there and Burke was DJing at his own spot. I don't know if that's like corny or something, but yeah, he was DJing at his own spot and uh, he uh, was doing a great job. He's a great DJ. Shout out Burke, <laughs> but he was shit faced. <laughs> he was like plastered. <laughs> and uh, I walk up and I like see one of his paintings there and I'm like, you know, asking someone that works there like how much is this painting they go oh i don't know you gotta ask burke he's over there djing it's his painting and uh i go over there and he's just like blastered and i, I ask him like hey burke how much for the how much for this painting he goes oh man you know i don't know it's, it's listed at 500 i was like okay well it's a little out of my price range right now i was a broke college student at the time yeah he said, okay, well, give me a hundred for it. And I, I bought it and it was a hundred bucks and, uh, that's it right there. Oh, wow. So I bought that for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Damn. I was looking yeah. at his Instagram just before uh, we got on the call with you here and it looks like he does some really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's, he's a G man. He's, he's been doing this a long time, just art in general, art related stuff. But, um, yeah, so I bought the painting from him for $100. Anyways, the next day I woke up and he called me and he was like, yo, man, I kind of sold that to you for way too little money. <laughs> he was like kind of pissed off because like they were priced at like $500 and $1,000. So I straight up like shafted him. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, you know, I never paid him any more money than that for that painting. But I have bought you know, a couple other ones since then. Here's another one right there. Oh, wow. It's wow, like yeah. uh, when crazy. me and Burke were living in LA, uh, I think like 2012. Oh yeah, I see the LA in it now. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And that's him and this kid Jumbo Jet. Shout out Jet. 
he's a nice dude also he lives out in uh gary indiana okay yeah so you get hooked up with him through through stealing his painting right and and you're like i got the but i got you on this chicken restaurant idea (laughs) right well you know that there's a couple years in between but that's pretty much the gist of it What's up, guys? This is the Brothers Binge with your host, Pedro and Alex. As he sneezed, he shot back into a bag. Clear waist. Oh, my God. We are a weekly podcast bringing you all things movies, TV, comics, and more. Dusty Matt Damon? (laughs) You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Yes, we get it. You were an extra. You got paid money. (laughs) You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brothers Binge. And he just breaks the table in half and just starts throwing it at him. (laughs) And remember, always binge responsibly. American Slacker is proudly partnered with Seat Giant to bring you discounts on tickets to events. Easy to find, easy to use. SeatGiant.com has the tickets you're looking for. Everything from comedy to music, plays, and even sports. Use our promo code SLACKER at checkout. Boom, save some money. For example, if you want to see My Chemical Romance at the Wells Fargo Center, you can save $141 using our code SLACKER. Now that's almost enough to get a beer at the venue. Go to SeatGiant.com, enter promo code SLACKER. From what I was reading, uh, doing a little bit of research, it sounded like you guys were working out of uh, like a test kitchen kind of thing, uh, the for- forage uh, in Oakland. Yeah. There. What What exactly is that? The, I was trying to wrap my head around the concept of that. It sounded like people kind of come in and you and like do pop-up type stuff. Right. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's just a rental per space. You could do it if you're not in the restaurant industry too. I just don't okay. know your time will be spent very uh, effectively. Right. It's definitely not cheap, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, definitely a, it's a fun environment and a lot of creative people, a lot of talented people in there. I think right now they've got uh Shawar Maji, which is, uh, this Jordanian kid. He was a sous chef at a restaurant in the Bay area. I'm not familiar with. Okay. But, um, he's serving shawarma out of forage kitchen now, and it looks really good. I'm actually, I'm probably going to go pop in on it in the next day or two because it looks great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we started off doing a bunch of basically illegal stuff that was, you know, if the health department caught us, they would not have been super pleased with us. And, uh, forage kitchen was kind of like our first legitimizing move. It kind of like put us in a space that, um, was fully, you know, licensed commercial kitchen had, restaurant grade equipment instead of my little home pressure fryer that I was using without a lid, you know? Yeah. So it was like a big jump up for us. But, um, we went from, you know, basically curating these events that had, you know, 20 or 30, 50 people show up to them, a uh, hundred people, whatever the, whatever the number was, they got pretty big towards the end. I think the last one we did was in LA and, had a couple hundred people show up and uh you know we sold out of food pretty quickly it's a good problem to have <laughs> yeah for sure um but it's funny because like we went from that to forage kitchen and our hours changed dramatically and we were open three days a week and like our volume just went like like really yeah plummeted like the first week we were open at forage kitchen there was no buzz we just started the Instagram. There were like 300 followers on it. Um, we, all of our friends that we were inviting to these things and like people that they were bringing all had jobs. 
and we were operating from 11 until 4 p.m. in an area of Oakland that didn't have anyone nearby it really you know it's all auto body shops and there's like a YMCA gym and a bunch of restaurants that aren't particularly busy Mm. so we opened up in the first week we sold like five or six sandwiches a day I think damn and it was like that for two weeks we slowly picked up by like the end of the first month which was uh June of 2019 we were upwards of you know, like 20 or 30 sandwiches a day, which I thought was like, you know, really good for us. Um, and given the space that we were allotted in the kitchen, um, you know, we were able to keep up with it at a comfortable pace. And then a couple weeks into July, this girl, this woman by the name of Ellen, uh, I think her last name is Fort, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was a she was a, a journalist for Eater SF at the time. Um, she reached out to us because she saw something on Hoodline, which is like a bare bones kind of uh, food. And it's not a food blog; it's like a bare bones like business uh, blog where like okay. uh, X Y Z applies for ABC license in this area. You know what I mean? Yep. And she saw Hot Boys applies for an ABC license in. Uh, in uh, uptown Oakland at 1601 San Pablo. And she like kind of just, you know, out of curiosity because the name kind of struck her, I guess, um, searched it up and found the building. And based on the building's aesthetic, which was, you know, it's iconic. The building itself is iconic. She reached out to us for, uh, for a comment just because, it just looks cool when she was, you know, did a little research, saw that we serve hot chicken, saw the building. And then she was just like, Oh, I'm from Nashville. I should talk to these people, you know? Um, and then when she talked to us, I think it was, uh, you know, this interview that me and Burke were on his cell phone for, and Burke has a Nashville area code cause he went to MTSU middle Tennessee state university. So the, the conversation just like kicked off very quickly. She was like, Oh my God, Nashville area code, you know? And it was just like this very positive conversation. And it ran over by like, you know, half an hour. We talked to her for like an hour straight on the phone. Nice. And, um, she published the first like major article about us in Eater SF. And from there it just kind of like went way up. I mean, uh, we went from going 20, 30 sandwiches in one employee a day uh, to, you know, a hundred sandwiches a day overnight. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that must have uh, been a struggle to deal with that influx. Really. Oh, oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, I don't think I've worked less than 70 hours a week since June. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but you know, we got through it and, uh, hired more people. I think, you know, we, we've been putting an emphasis on who we hire as being like people that we would mind, wouldn't mind having a conversation with that's like the fair mm-hmm. when it comes down to it that's like what we hire off of is just like can i talk to these people are they cool like you know interacting with them do they have personality oh yeah to succeed you're gonna need a tight ship yeah and then after that it's kitchen experience because mm. most of my staff is not trained kitchen guys surprisingly enough i've like mm. beaten that into them <laughs> <laughs> Well, that way they don't come with any bad habits either. Yeah, that's kind of true. But uh, you know, they they're, they're they're you know they're dry sponges. They soak everything up that I'm 
putting out there and because they don't have a background in it, they don't know better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times when you get someone with a lot of experience, they want to be the, the captain of the ship. And it's just like, dude, you know, we've gotten this far doing it this way. Just do it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these, you know, a lot of my guys, uh, they didn't have kitchen experience, but they're good listeners and they're good with people. And that's what really counts in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to leave the establishment and then it all of a sudden it becomes Ken's fried chicken because he doesn't want to do it your way. You know, it's a completely different product. You're like, what the fuck yeah. is this? You know, it's funny cause I got a guy named Kenny and I hope he watches that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shout I didn't mean to Kenny. get you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, I'm just playing. He's, Kenny's awesome. Anyways. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy how it grew and social media has definitely played a big part in it, but, um, you know, not conventionally, I think conventionally, normally you pay, you pay to play with social media a lot. Right. And, uh, we, we got lucky. I mean, like a lot of stars definitely aligned with our, our growth and, uh, you know, the way people have adopted us. I mean, shit, we, we named the restaurant world famous hot boys. And then Megan the stallion created a song called hot girl summer. And then couldn't be more perfect, right? Started Mm -hmm. Hot Boy Summer like a week later, so it was just like it was like a perfect storm of uh, things falling in place for us to get this reaction. And you know the visuals definitely very grabbing, and then you got the amazing food to back it up. It's it's an amazing product that you got going here, and I'm not surprised that you know you're getting the notoriety that you actually deserve. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Totally. I, I do have to ask you so we can get a little exclusive here. Um, I was looking at one of your videos on Facebook and it says secret menu alert. Don't get lost in the sauce or don't, don't get it lost sauce. Uh, and uh, you got <laughs> a, a can of grape Shasta with some oh, yeah. cheese being poured over it. First off, I'm, I'm digging how like adult swim kind of feel these are. I, they're, they're really cool. Um, but what the hell is going on here? And what is this secret menu item you're talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, that video in particular, I think um, we've got a, a friend of ours. His name's Mike. He goes by Dude Where's My Tacos on Instagram. Um, he's a food influencer. He's like a food blogger. Um, okay. And uh, he takes a lot of photos for us and video content and stuff like that. That's kind of more food oriented. It's not like the the normal, like, you know, Tim and Eric style, if you right. will, that you're kind of referencing. Yep. But um, he came in one day. He also he also manages our Instagram in terms of like scheduling posts and stuff like that. He doesn't create a lot of that kind of like funny content, but he definitely like manages that Instagram. Um, okay. Not the not the direct messages, but like the posts themselves. Gotcha. And uh, he came in one day to take some photos because um, I was working on. Uh, kind of like repurposing our mac and cheese sauce to be just a cheese sauce and use them on fries and stuff, which, I mean, mm-hmm. we we're set to do it. We just haven't figured out the space factor because it's a small restaurant, but um, we were taking pictures of the cheese sauce and I was just kind of bored with all the shots. And I think he was too. We weren't really feeling uh, what we were doing at the time. And I was just like, dude, just Pour it all over the great Fanta. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> pour it all over the great Fanta. If anything, we'll just get some people questioning it. And that's kind of like better than them ignoring yeah. it, you know? 
You definitely did. It worked because I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I need to know yeah. about this now. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we get people that are, uh, you know, long-time pop-up loyalists that come in and they ask about the Fanta still because, you know, that was like uh, at the time we were just trying not to lose our asses and, um, you know, uh, Fanta was cheap. So we were buying Fanta. Yeah. Um, and uh, they still ask about the Fanta and they want Fanta. And, you know, I'm just like, dude, we got this crazy soda machine now. You don't need Fanta anymore. You can get high C. <laughs> you can get like, you know, whatever you want. There's a bunch of stuff. You can have whatever you want. There's like 200 different flavors in this shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny that you ask about that because, like, after we took that video, Taco, uh, I call him Taco because. I don't know. It's just easier. I got too many mics in my life right now. We, we got a taco too. Actually, we got a taco. It's funny. shout you out do. to our taco. Yep. What up? Right on. Shout out to all shout the tacos. Out, shout out artists. to all the tacos. <laughs> all tacos need love right now. You know, tacos. Are, <laughs> I love tacos. They're great. Uh, Who doesn't love tacos? Right. Not right, any friend right. of mine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, if you don't love tacos, don't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, you know I taco was like kind of like looking back at that video and he was like you know what i'm gonna post it i was like you're gonna post it yeah fuck it. no whatever if people think it's weird then they'll they'll comment and say gross and then that's that's to our benefit because they commented on our shit <laughs> so exactly so, yeah, yeah it's, that's, a, it's that's definitely a it's a cool like you said it's kind of that tim and eric uh, adult swim mixed with almost like Hip hop video slash like skate videos from like the nineties. Yeah, mm. that's definitely a lot of what our influence was. I mean, let me show you something really quick. More exclusives. We've got yeah, more exclusives. Hold on. <laughs> this is the uh, current Hot Boys box of just shit that we haven't <laughs> put to use yet. We print our own stickers, so we got like oh, dope. Nice. wide format printer, and we. We've been just like blasting gigantic stickers. There you go. Got like, you know, weird shit like Foghorn Leghorn ski masks. Oh, nice. Put that one on. I'll put this one on for you. You you guys are the first (laughs) one. Uh oh, the big reveal. Yeah. You ready? Uh (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) So, how much are you going to pay somebody to stand out in front of the restaurant with that on? (laughs) No, I haven't thought about it. I think it's kind of like, more just for the staff one of my one of my crew members this kid squid makes those they're called stuffy buddy uh beanies okay yeah and he literally just uh he like mangles these stuffed animals and sews them onto clothing and bags and stuff it's super rad actually he's just in there ripping off the crotches of beanie babies and making them into hats <laughs> yeah no it's fire <laughs> and like he he brings them in and like a lot of the time you'll come in and like my staff will be wearing beanies that have chickens shooting out the side like these ski masks that have chickens like sewn into them <laughs> and my squid God. makes all of them and we've actually he's you know like i don't i don't really care that he does this but he like literally uses hot boys as a platform to sell them he sold one that had mario on it the other day to a guy that has a mario mustache you know like a waxed upwards mustache there you go so you know it, it helps the you know the artistic element of it, it just like it it feeds mm. our brand creativity and it feeds his pocket so i'm all for it you know why not mm. yeah but um, you know, we the 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 influence, the skate influence is definitely evident. I mean, I think me and Burke both agree that pretty much anything cool from our entire childhood was birthed or birthed around skateboarding. 
you know, mm-hmm. punk, punk music, the music we listen to, the fashion, the fashion that we go for with our merchandise, our branding, all of it was taking cues from skateboard culture for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, the, the, our logo is like a, it's like a mix between world industries and spitfire. You know what I mean? That's yep. exactly, I totally was getting the world industries vibe mm-hmm. from it. And I've seen Thrasher mashups and yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And like we have uh, paper that we haven't used yet, but um, we have these like sandwich wraps that are all over print. Um, I don't have them here, but anyway, yeah, no um, worries. All over print, and it's just like all skateboard branding redone, and like. You know, oh, I think sick. there's a big ass toy machine logo painted on the back of our building too. If you look closely, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, the mural on the outside is it's fantastic, man. Yeah, that's like if you look at the high point of the mural, um, the back wall above the trash enclosure. You probably haven't seen it because of the huge fence in front of our building. But um, it's like a it's like a spoof of a, of the toy machine logo, except instead of horns, it's flames coming out of his head. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that, that influence is definitely there. Well, you guys definitely, we definitely have an image that it, it like leads to the eyes to it. And I think after Jesse's experience, we can uh, put the American slacker fucking badge of approval on the Boom. food. Boom. Man. I think everybody needs to check this place out. You need to go to Oakland. You need to check out the hot boys. Uh, how, right. how do they find you on, on social media? Is it world famous hot um, boys everywhere across? It is, except for Twitter. Um, Twitter didn't Always want us Twitter. to win. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter <laughs> fucking Twitter. Every time. We, we feel that pain. Um, American Slacker Podcast is pretty long. They shortened us as well. Yeah. Right. So instead of World Famous Hot Boys, it's WF Hot Boys, which sucks. But, you know, we don't really use Twitter anyways. Yeah. Let's hope it dies, Twitter. I'm, I'm over Twitter, honestly. Jesse's the <laughs> yeah, only one that comes honest, on. Yeah, I, we don't use Twitter. We don't use Facebook. I have my Instagram posting automatically to Facebook, but that's the extent of it. I just, you know, the for the demographic that we were trying to reach just doesn't use Facebook anymore. I mean, no. some of them do, but the vast majority are on Instagram. And if they're on Twitter, they're also on Instagram anyways. So it's all good. Nice. Well, I would definitely suggest all of the listeners and our audience members to get, definitely go follow you on Instagram. If anything, just for the stories alone, if you're not in Oakland, uh, yeah, yeah. It, do, it doesn't matter. You'll still get a kick out of uh, all these people suffering through these delicious sandwiches. Yeah, there's some <laughs> good stuff on there for sure. You can watch some grown men cry. You can uh, <laughs> you know, watch. I, I don't approve of this part, but you can watch people like pranking their friends and stuff. They <laughs> you know, get like three or four mild tenders and then sneak a hot out in there or something. There you oh, go. Man. April Fool's is coming up. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect spot for to go. Perfect. Yeah, don't don't do that though. I got to be clear. Don't, don't do that. Our lawyers told <laughs> us that we have yeah. to. <laughs> yes, our, our our legal counsel. <laughs> Well, thank you again for coming on, Victor. We hope that uh, you have an endless supply of chicken in your future to oh, yeah, uh, you know keep bringing these cool. delights to the world. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. And uh, thank you, everybody, tuning in at home. And uh, we love each and every one of you. Until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing America. America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. America. This is fucking America. America. We're second America. America. 
This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America. America. We passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm second America. We talking America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. We second America. We second America.